Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 104. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. Welcome to the MCAT Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week, along with Brian Snedeker from Next Step Test Prep. We are continuing our dive into Next Step Test Prep's full-length 10 chem phys section right now. As we continue on, we'll go through the whole test as much as we can in an audio format. So let's go ahead and keep going on with this one. All right, Brian, back with some more of full-length 10 from Next Step Test Prep. It's uh, kind of eye-awakening, eye-opening, eye-awakening. It's eye-opening to... (laughs) to go through this, like go through a full length again, right? We've been covering a lot of passages and and questions on the podcast, but to actually be going question by question through a full length, it, it's kind of triggering a, a little a little bit of anxiety in me because I'm like, oh, this brings back some memories. And I just, I'm, I'm trying to keep count of, of my score as we go and I'm not doing very well. What, before we jump in, so mm-hmm. last episode, we said, okay, we're at the halfway point, right? You should recognize once you hit question 30, you're halfway through the passage. For a student who is feeling the same way that I've been feeling, like, this is getting hard, this is this is this sucks, I'm doing terrible, what can they do to kind of reset and, and try to finish as strong as possible through the back half? Yeah, you got to take a little micro break, uh, you know, at some point here, uh, which is you know, uh, you got to kind of interrupt, um, interrupt those thought processes that aren't, aren't productive. So, you know, sit up straight, put, put the pen down, you know, like kind of physically alter your posture where you're sitting up straight, put, put both of your feet flat on the ground, close your eyes, right? Stop, you know, staring at the screen or, or obsessing over the clock in the, in the corner of the screen there and just take some deep breaths in and out, you know, just take some deep, slow breaths to reset uh, and I'm a fan of just the classic um, relaxation exercise where you um, tense up a muscle and then release it. So you take a slow breath in, and while you're doing that, you you make a fist. You make fists with both your hands and and tense them up and tense them up until your your arms are shaking. And just hold your breath for a couple of heartbeats, and then very slowly blow the air out and relax your hands. Uh, you know, you do the same thing with your biceps. Then you do your face, scrunch up all the muscles in your face. Uh, and in each case, you're taking a slow, very long, slow breath in and scrunching a muscle up and then taking a very slow breath out and relaxing the muscles. And so just in the span of, of three breaths, you can do, or, or what I usually suggest is feet and then hands and then face. In, this, in the span of just three slow breaths, you can kind of reset all those stress levels, reset your mind, um, and then 
you know, and that whole process doesn't take but 30 seconds. Um, and it can get you freshened back up uh, to, to keep you focused on the rest of the section. Nice. Okay. Yep. So moving on to the next passage, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on this passage? Yeah, this is going to be a toughie, right? The, the, the last one we had, the kind of nutrition label wasn't so bad. Uh, this one's a pretty dense uh, chemistry passage, so let's just dive right in. The enzyme urease, expressed by many subsurface microorganisms, catalyzes the breakdown of urea to the product shown in equation one. And equation one shows us urea uh, with an acid and water breaking down into ammonia and bicarbonate. Reversible exchange naturally occurs between metal cations in the groundwater and those bound to solid soil particles. The urease-catalyzed reaction products favor desorption of divalent metal cations, such as calcium and strontium, from soil particles. And the co-precipitation of strontium substituting for calcium in lattice sites of calcium carbonate crystals is shown in equation three. So super dense paragraph there. If you're reading along on test day and you feel like you kind of lost some of it, then just keep going, right? You can't spend all day reading and rereading. Um, just move on and get what you can out of the questions. Uh, equation two shows us a solid bound to a metal combining with ammonia. Uh, and then the solid is then bound to the ammonia instead and it releases the metal. Equation three then shows us the metal and bicarbonate uh, combining to form a metal carbonate with water and CO2 getting released. Under standard conditions, the KSP of calcium carbonate is 2.8 times 10 to the minus 9, while the KSP of strontium carbonate is 2.6 times 10 to the minus 9. A study of urease-driven removal from soil was carried out in three phases using a flow-through column packed with strontium-contaminated sediment. So urease-driven removal, right? We're using urease to get this strontium out of our contaminated dirt. So phase one, groundwater was pumped through the column to get a steady state. Phase two, molasses-containing influent was injected into the column to stimulate microbial activity. So put, put some sugar in the dirt uh, and get, get those microbes active. And then phase three, Urea-containing influent was injected into the column. So we put some urea into the dirt column. And then the passage goes on from there. And and I've cut off all the graphs and everything with the results because we won't need them to answer the questions that we're going to look at. So just following along with you, like I'm assuming I'm going to miss all of these in the passage. And I'm just going to hope that the next passage is is better for me because it's a dense one. Yeah, it is dense. Um, you know, on test day, you can if you need to skip, um, but you want to make that decision real early on. I mean, and when I say early, I mean like within the first 10 seconds or so. If you're going to skip, just look at it and go, no, this is not. This is the passage I skip. Make sure you click on any answer choice for all the questions. Don't leave anything blank in case time runs out. Uh, and then get on to the next passage. So you would you would flag flag the the questions, but answer them just in case you don't have time to get back to them? Yeah, the worst thing is to leave something blank because that's a guaranteed wrong. So you may as well at least take a guess. Okay. Uh, like Ryan, when you guess, what's your go-to guess letter? Oh, everybody knows the go-to guess letter C. Yeah, and you'd actually get two of these four right. So <laughs> if you, I'm not gonna tell you which ones, right? We'll actually go through all of them. But if you literally just put C for all four of these and didn't get back to them, you would get half the questions right on this passage with no work at all, right? So yeah. o- always guess something. Okay. 
Nice. Question 36. During phase one, what effect b- best accounts for the concentration of calcium ions in collected effluent initially exceeding the influent calcium ion concentration? A, displacement of calcium ions by influent ammonium ions. B, desorption of soil-bound calcium ions. C, formation of calcium carbonate co-precipitate. Or D, change in the rate of urea hydrolysis. So I would guess C, because Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and I just told you that's a 50-50, right? (laughs) Not bad, right? Well, let's start with the question, right? Whenever it gets real dense, always go to the question first. So the question says during phase one, and you would need to go back to the passage to remind yourself. No reason you'd remember this. You'd go back and you'd see phase one. Groundwater was pumped through the column to achieve an initial steady state. So the picture we have in our head, you got a big, tall cylinder, a big column packed with dirt, right? Our, our strontium contaminated sediment. It's packed with dirt. And all you did was pump water through it. That's all you've done in phase one, right? You're just setting up your little soil um, model. And so it says the calcium ions are collected in the effluent. Remember, E for effluent, E for exit. So this is the fluid coming out of the dirt. There's calcium ions in that. And they want to know, wait a minute, what? All you're doing is pumping water into the dirt. Why are there calcium ions coming out of the soil? And, and that's what they want. That's what we're being expected to answer. Mm-hmm. So notice answer choice A talks about ammonia. And answer choice D talks about urea. Yeah. And the ammonia comes from urea. Yeah. Right. But Ryan, if we but look back at the passage. Yeah, yeah. This was just water, right? Yeah. We don't get the whole ammonia and urea thing until what phase? It looks like phase three. Yeah. Well, phase three is where the urea comes from. Yeah. So even if you had no idea about the chemistry, even if you were just treating this as like a really complicated cars passage, uh, you know, just like a crazy verbal passage, you could say, well, A and D are not even the right phase. Yeah. Right. They're phase three of the experiment. Okay. So it's got to be B or C. Okay. And it says the calcium ions are coming out of in effluent. Calcium ions are coming out of the soil. Mm-hmm. Answer choice T, um, C doesn't say that there's calcium ions. It says calcium carbonate precipitates. So that would actually get rid of calcium ions, right? It would bind it up in white powder and, and precipitate it out of the water. Yeah. So C is the exact opposite of there being calcium ions. Yep. C is precipitating the calcium away. Um, so even if you didn't know what they meant by desorption of soil-bound calcium, if you're like, I... I Honestly, I'm not even sure what that answer choice means. It's the last man standing. It's the right answer. Yeah. Okay. So B. There you go. Yep. All right. Question 37. The crystal precipitate formed in collected effluent was composed principally of calcium carbonate with strontium carbonate inclusions. The large majority of the crystal units did not include strontium because the a, solubility constant of strontium carbonate is greater than that of calcium carbonate. B, solubility constant of strontium carbonate is less than that of calcium carbonate. C, effluent strontium ion concentration was much smaller than the effluent calcium ion concentration. Or D, effluent strontium ion concentration was much greater than the effluent calcium ion concentration. 
So again, I would choose C because I've given up on this passage already, but let's let's look through. So um, I don't even know where to go looking at these. So so for me, Brian, I'm a very simple person. And mm-hmm. when I see lots of big words like this, it, it freaks me out. Yep. Yeah, you've got to constantly be translating in your head from like MCAT speak into a very simple picture of what's going on. So in the question stem says, Crystal precipitate formed in collected effluent was composed principally of calcium carbonate. You got to, again, go back to that picture in your head, a big column of dirt that we're running <laughs> water through. It's That's literally, it's, yeah, it's like all it. we're doing right? yeah. is we're just pushing water through dirt and collecting the water at the bottom, like the world's most disgusting coffee maker, right? And all this is saying is we, we a precipitate formed, an effluent, remember E for effluent, E for exit. That's the fluid exiting this column. So effluent is the stuff at the bottom, was composed principally of calcium. So you run the water through the soil, and at the end, you mostly got calcium out. And you're being asked why. Why would you mostly get calcium precipitates from your water that ran through the soil? And Ryan, I like that you said I'm a simple guy, because that's exactly what I was going to say when analyzing this is, why would you mostly get calcium precipitates? Literally, the physically simplest answer is because I mostly had calcium to start with. Yeah. Right. Like if you mostly had calcium ions, then you're mostly going to get calcium precipitates. And that's absolutely right. That's why you and you're right. C is the right answer. Right. Why did you get calcium precipitates instead of strontium? Because as C says, the strontium ion concentration was much smaller. That's it. You just, you just had more calcium ions. So you got more calcium precipitates. Um, and that, you know, and you kind of let a lot of the other jargon just wash right by you. Okay. With influence. There you go. <laughs> All right. Question All right. 38. The catalytic mechanism of urease involves the displacement of a water molecule weakly coordinated to nickel in the enzyme active site. The weak coordinate covalent bond disrupted by urea binding is formed by A, donation of two electrons from the ligand water to nickel, B, donation of one electron from water and from nickel, C, electrostatic attraction between the partial negative charge of water and positive charge of nickel, or D, electrostatic attraction following transfers of electrons from the metal nickel to water. So then I'll let you break it down. I would choose, I would choose C again for the same mm-hmm. reasons as before, um, yep. but I'll let you break down this one. Sure, yeah. So this one asks, again, focus on the question, right? First things first, what's the question asking? Coordinate covalent bond, the weak coordinate covalent bond is formed by, so this is actually just freshman chemistry, um, I mean, arguably it's high school chemistry because you just have to know what a coordinate covalent bond, that's a very specific kind of covalent bond. Um, we know that, you know, from our high school chemistry, a covalent bond is defined by sharing of electrons. A coordinate covalent bond is defined by sharing electrons when both electrons came from the same starting molecule. So it's important to note a covalent bond and a coordinate covalent, once they have formed, right, once the bond exists, you, can, you literally can't tell the difference between them, right? It, sharing is sharing, and you see two electrons being shared, and you know it's a covalent bond. 
coordinate just tells you a little something about where those um, uh, where those electrons came from. Uh, so in this case, the only answer choice that tells you that both electrons came from one atom to start with, which is what coordinate covalent is, is answer choice A here. Okay. All right. Question 39. Which of the following gives the correct KSP expression for the dissolution of strontium carbonate in water? And then I'll let you read the answer choices because there's a lot of molecules yeah. and stuff that I, sure. I don't know how to pronounce anymore. Yeah. So answer choice A is 2.8 times 10 to the minus 9 equals the concentration of strontium times the concentration of carbonate. Answer choice B is 2.6 times 10 to the minus 9 equals the concentration of strontium times concentration of carbonate over water. C is 2.6 times 10 to the minus 9 equals the concentration of strontium times carbonate. And answer choice D is 2.6 times 10 to the minus 9 equals concentration of strontium times carbonate over the concentration of strontium carbonate, the whole molecule. So this is just knowing how to set up a KSP equation. Um, and first, it says strontium carbonate. There's no reason you would know the solubility of strontium carbonate off the top of your head. So um, you'd have to go back to the passage. And they actually gave it to us uh, near the end of the passage. They told us KSP for calcium carbonate was 2.8. Uh, and then they told us the KSP for strontium carbonate was 2.6, you know, times 10 to the minus 9. Mm -hmm. uh, so right away, you can go to the answer choices and you can eliminate answer choice. A was the one that said 2.8. That's the wrong molecule. Uh, it's got to be this 2.6 guy. Um, again, you'd be surprised how many folks, when we look at the little bar graphs to show you, you know, who chose which answer choice, you'd be surprised how many folks pick answer choice A, right? So... Uh, you know, Ryan, I, I just want to emphasize for all of our readers who are maybe reacting to this passage the same way that you are of like, uh, you know, oh, my. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, like that internal monologue. Yeah. You know, just remember, as long as you kind of keep your cool and do the best elimination you can, you're still getting ahead of somebody. Right. Even if all you can do is eliminate one answer choice that puts you ahead of all the people who picked that wrong answer choice. Yeah. Uh, so in this case, A is out, right? It's got to be one of these 2.6s. Um, and then other than that, this is just remembering the definition of how we do KSPs. Um, and so for that, um, you don't put in a K equation, KEQ, KA, KB, uh, KSP, any of these Ks. Um, you don't put solids and liquids. So H2O, a pure liquid, you, don't, you wouldn't list that or the strontium carbonate solid itself, you wouldn't list that either. So answer choices B and D are out, because with the KSP equation, all you list is the ions. Uh, and answer choice C is the only one that actually has the ions. Or, or, excuse me, only has the ions. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right, so there you have it. Again, that was more Next Step Test Prep, full length 10. If you are in the market for some MCAT prep, Go check out Next Step Test Prep's MCAT course. Now, I did a whole MCAT course, a Next Step MCAT course review on YouTube. So you can just go to youtube.com and search for Next Step Test Prep MCAT review or MCAT course review, and my video should be there. It's a great course with tons of great features, and a lot of it is being revamped, and I'll have some new information for you soon. But you should go check it out if you are looking at some sort of MCAT prep go check out their course, which includes everything that you need to prepare for your MCAT. 
Don't forget to use the promo code MCATPOD. That that promo code is used only here in this podcast, MCATPOD, M-C-A-T-P-O-D. And on some of my other podcasts, the promo codes and discounts I give you, I, I mentioned that they're affiliate links. Sometimes I get a little beer money from them. This code that I give you is not an affiliate link, so I don't get any sort of commission from that link. It's just there to benefit you. MCATPOD, M-C-A-T-P-O-D at nextsteptestprep.com. Join us next week for some more Next Step Test Prep Full Length 10 review. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.